1: Go to go, 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 stride, That Harlem Shake era was amazing. I can it remember watching Harlem Shakes over and over and over and being like, this is the greatest song of all time.
3: It was great. The Just the scenarios that people come in, like military, pro teams, everything. It's fantastic. Fantastic.
1: That's what the internet was designed for.
3: And I love it. Why not?
1: How, how do you want me to do it? Just like <laughs> say an intro that has nothing to do with the conversation? <laughs> Another week has gone by. Real life podcast. It's gone... Being put together weird this week, gang. We've already been talking for half an hour, but now we're going to go back and do an intro. So here it is. I'm here. Bag Milk's here. Smig, okay. I'm here. Bag Milk's here. <laughs> Chalmers is here. Smigorowski. I don't know who has real names, who has fake names anymore. It's crazy times. Brought to you by our good, good friends at Rig Hand Distillery. Makers of Nation Vodka. Makers of Brum. Makers of Dreams Coming True. Makers of Fun Juice.
3: Finally had some of that Double Double the other day. Oh, it's nice, eh? Hey? Oh. It's, it's wonderful.
2: It's like
1: a souped-up Baileys that you can pour in your coffee. It's nice. That's amazing. I don't even drink coffee, but I would
2: drink
3: that. You should drink coffee just to get a little bit of a drunk on it.
1: Well, that's...
2: So I had my first one, which was like pressed at a golf tournament the other day because it was so early, and it was called... A, you had a coffee? Well, kind of. Wow. It was like an espresso with sambuca in it, and is it's there called a, like a Corrado? Cur- yeah, Carrado. yeah. Corrado. Yeah.
3: Is there a reason you don't drink coffee?
2: Uh, just doesn't agree with you? Do you again? want to hear my story about why I don't drink coffee? Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. so when I was 19 years old, I was framing houses, and we went to Thursday night at Cowboys. Oh
3: yeah, as and, you
2: do. yeah. And we were framing at 7 a.m. in the morning, no questions asked, and uh, we went to air shop afterwards. Obviously, like we do, going there. There's mama. a good
1: chance, Bag Milk. I'm hit present at this story at 19. Mm. You'd have been 10. Yeah. But I, was never so you there. I, sh- I said I was going to no go chills. home by
2: midnight, and at 3:30 in the morning, when I went to bed, I was, uh, I knew I'd have to be up in three and a half hours, and so. My friend Mike came and picked me up to go to work at 6:45, and he said the only way to cure a hangover is to have a coffee, and I hadn't had one at that point, and so we had one. And uh, what I didn't know was that it really makes your stomach move. Mm. And so when we got to the job site, I'd finished the coffee, and I had probably the worst stomach ache I'd ever had in my life. Oh, and, you tried to pinch it in? Well, there was nothing. There was nowhere to go. We were like in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Finally, the show home opened at eight in the morning, so I ran there. <laughs> And I sat in there sweating and crying for like five, 45 minutes to an hour. And I, I, it was the worst experience. And I promised myself I'd never drink coffee again. Wow. wow! I, funny that I didn't swear off the drinking in the donuts. You know what the problem the is coffee. here? Coffee. Yeah, no, Not the
3: 15, 25 cent draft you polished off the night No, exactly. Yeah. I was living in the
2: now. I just, it was The last thing that I did was the worst thing. The coffee. Yeah. I didn't start drinking coffee
1: until I was older. Probably like 25. I was in
3: my 20s for sure.
1: And then I had my first real day job. And I was like, how the hell do people do this every day? My brain was literally like, drink coffee. Everyone seems to drink coffee. And then I did.
3: Yeah, I drank coffee at Nate. My first one was a black coffee, though. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know what the... uh, The code. Yeah, the code was. Well, you didn't know how you wanted it yet. Yeah, exactly. still learning. Black coffee, not good. No? Coffee with alcohol in it, very good. (laughs) Shout out to Rick
1: Hold on. You would drink coffee with booze in it at Nate?
3: No, no, no. This Well, eventually, yes. Oh. I had a friend who always seemed to have Baileys with him. He said, like, coffee and Baileys, man. My dad's been doing it my whole life. This is the way to go. Then we'd go into computer sciences class at like 8 in the morning, coffee and Baileys, why not?
2: Do you really feel coffee and Baileys? Like how much of that do you have to have? Like is it
1: so? Me and Jay go to the jaw. We have a tradition of getting this lady to drive us around town and show us some of the stuff that we're working on, and then we go to the liquor store and get a full bottle of Baileys, and we just keep going back to Tim Hortons in like a four-leaf clover formation, <laughs> and we will split like a forty of Baileys in an afternoon, driving around with this lady, and you are drunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're weird drunk, right? Because you're also like really amped up on sugar drunk, but then you're also like kind of tired because it's dairy right
3: and you've also had a bunch of coffees so that's you're true. jacked oh, yeah. it's, it's like a weird hippie speedball then you go
1: straight to the game whatever game it may be yeah you have to time at it the
3: for. milk house at Christmas like tradition is 8am or whenever we have, the kids wake us up for presents coffee and bailey starts yeah until everybody passes out around 3ish and then you know
1: repeat the cycle it's good
2: it's a great cycle
1: exactly so how do you piece this back together then Dan so now we've done that <laughs> like I forgot we were fucking talking about before <laughs> Damn it. Well, how far are we after the first break? Got a minute left. A minute left, eh? Smooth. Smooth as butter, I'll tell you what.
3: No planning went into this podcast,
1: Not and you'll one never ba- know. Hey, I'm on well, vacation just, technically right yeah, now. Yeah, you just
3: got
2: in at 2.30 last and night. And I'm leaving again you know tomorrow. What? I'm, I'm and so actually, I'm just
1: sort of like, you caught me mid-window of like, where am I? Here there everywhere. I was surprised you were out of town with Ice Cube playing at K-Days last night. Well, you know what? You got to sometimes live your life. Yeah. Did I tell you when I went to,
2: I saw Mace, say? Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, it was good he still got it? Oh, he's got it
3: Was he wearing a tracksuit? Uh, no,
2: he was wearing a flowered shirt like with a, Tommy a lot of gold Bahama chains. shirt Oh, nice Oh, yeah nice. Oh, yeah he, But he did one of those things Where he basically splices All of his songs together Which is what I really, really like A mega mix Yeah, it was like a Like a 35-minute mega mix It was a lot of fun And then TLC came out and. <laughs>
1: but Sans Left Eye
2: Oh, yeah She's not there no more. No, no.
1: So, who's the. Is there a,
2: is there a C? R- a right eye? <laughs> there, There is. There's no right eye. Just the two of them. Oh, they oh, hold okay. court. Oh, and,
1: I know what we should talk about. What? Did you see Color Me Bad? What they did? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Remember Color Me Bad? Oh, yeah. yeah. Started around. No, it's fine. I just triggered. Of course. Color Me Bad is the band from the 90s that sang a bunch of terrible songs inclusive of I Want to Sex You Up, which was a good song, Great. except we were all too little to really understand, but I can remember singing I Want to Sex You Up as I like watched the Much Music Countdown. <laughs> the guy in Color Me Bad has not aged well, and I think like another guy in the band quit. So he's quite a large fellow, and he's apparently had some very hard miles, and so... There's this video that came out of them performing like a casino somewhere over the weekend or last week. And the guy storms off. And the other guy's like, so he's like still singing. And there's like these two backup dancers doing their best. And there's only one member of Color Me Bad left. And then this giant dude who's in the band who doesn't look anything like at their prime comes back in and shoves the other guy while he's singing onto stage and goes... I'm fucking Color Me Bad to the crowd. (laughs) He got arrested for this. Yeah. I was watching it. I'm like, man, this is heavy duty. Color Me Bad. Yeah, Brian Abrams
3: of Color Me Bad arrested for alleged assault. Uh,
1: Assaulting his bandmate on stage in a concert in front of 40 politely dancing people at a casino who were probably there for a convention.
3: Probably the best show they put on in years, though. Years, Years Is there video of it? Because if there's video... Oh, there is. Def- oh, oh there's God. video. Of course there's video. We'll Post definitely that throw out. that in there.
1: Yeah, because it's crazy. That's and then so I'm like, good. I don't remember that guy being I in mean, Color Me Bad, and I look at the photos of Color Me Bad, and I'm like,
2: holy... That is not what I remember Color Me Bad looking like.
1: Remember their one video, and they're like rolling around in a Jeep with no top on, they're like dancing in the public square? <laughs> God damn. The 90s are the best.
3: Man, what a bummer just to be on top of your game, and then fast forward a decade or so in the future, and you're playing at a casino in front of 30 people or whatever.
1: Oh, I mean, that was now probably 20, almost 30 years ago. Oh, man. Right? Color Me Bad it was hype probably in, like, 93, 94. Oh, yeah, probably. When I was little, I used to watch music videos like that and think, like, when I'm older, that's what life is like. Like, if I wait long enough and live an adult life, sooner or later, I'll be part of a choreographed dance in a public square. Like, I didn't really understand. I was little, like, even, like, shows, <laughs> right? Like shows like Saved by the Bell I'm like one day I'll find a diner and I too will hang out with all of my friends like I thought that that's like what real life was and I can remember I can... watching videos like the one Color Me Bad video and I was really little and being super pumped and being like one day I'm gonna get a Jeep and I'm gonna drive around with no doors on too
2: you kind of do that you have an SUV you come to a diner slash coffee shop you know and you what? hang out with your friends that's true Maybe then, we did done, do it. You've done the best We did could. it, Brooklyn.
1: I'll tell you what I did. I remember the, remember the Hate It or Love It video, 50 Cent, where he's driving down the street at night, and he's got the Lamborghini doors on the Escalade, and one door's up, and he's on rims. Do you remember that? Who? 50. Oh,
2: yes, 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 yes.
1: And he's rapping about putting Lamborghini doors on his Escalade. When I first saw that, I remember I was probably, what, 14. And I stood, like, stock still in the room, and, like, all the hairs on my arms went up. I'm like... One day I'm gonna get Lamborghini doors on an Escalade. Like it was just so like mind shatteringly amazing to me that you could do that sort of thing. Did
3: you ever have a minute where
1: you thought you should rap? No, no, and I don't even really like. You know, how people sing in the shower and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of rap aficionados will rap for themselves. I never do.
3: No, no. not na- not ever. Never, never. Wow. I always thought I was gonna be a rapper.
1: Did you? Because I love the
3: videos. I got Doggy Style, was one of my first rap albums that I ever got, probably like early 90s, whatever that was. And I was like, man, Snoop Dogg, sweet. And then I went on Google, dialing up, I'm dialing in, in. and I am downloading pictures of Snoop Dogg, probably as like a 12-year-old kid. I'm like, man, this fucking guy. Just to have in a folder on your desktop? No, I would print them in black and white. Oh. I would print off black and white pictures of rappers, and I would have a file in my desk.
1: <laughs> Let me get these photos out.
3: And I would look at them, and I was just like, I should be a rapper. And then I was just like, you can't rap for shit. You can't even keep up with Snoop Dogg and his lyrics.
1: Well, that's just the first half of the 8 Mile video. You could have gone away. Exactly. The way. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Real life podcast. I want to know more about these printing off black and white photos. That's some old ass stuff. Back after this.
0: Alberta is where you find hard-working hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Righand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Rig Hand in your liquor store and visit RigHandDistillery.com.
1: We're back. Real-life podcast. We got Bag Milk here. We got your boy, Wanye. We got Chalmers in the house at Smigorowski Nation. Dan's over there, cooling, chilling. The confidence that comes when your team wins the Western Conference. (laughs) You got a long off-season and knowing you were mostly right. I respect it. Bag Milk was saying before the break you would be a rapper if you could go back, and you would not be a tweeter.
3: Well, I think like now, especially now, if if we had the tools from now, like SoundCloud and Spotify and things like that, where people are just uploading their own shit, I for sure would have done it. But back in the day, back in the mid '90s, there was no there was dial up internet, and we we're dialing in and loading up a four meg song onto an internet site would take six years. I'd be leaving that thing go overnight.
2: So, have you ever made your own music? Like no, never. On? No, you never. never even tried.
3: No, I know how to play a few different instruments, but poorly. Yeah. But no, I've never recorded anything.
2: Making my own music on like a laptop was one of those things that I always wanted to try mm-hmm. and just never got around to it. Me but too. That would have been a lot of fun. I just think, I'd, I just, I don't know how I would have been at it. Maybe bad, have, maybe good. I don't know.
3: I really got into EDM music around 2009 and I was like listening to this shit and then I would find out about guys that started when they were like 14, 15 and they start programming tunes and I find about Dead Mouse and he's Canadian, the guy wears a big hat and he's just like, "Oh man, this is sweet." He's super nerdy but he's making these music and everybody kind of loves him or whatever even though he's an asshole. And I'm like, "I could do that." So I download GarageBand, first Mac I got. I'm like, "All right. I'm going to make something. Got a beat going here. Got the drum going. Here we go.
1: Second scene of 8 Mile. Go ahead. <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> I got
3: the drum track down very poorly. It's off time. Mhm. Now what? Oh, you don't know how to play anything about anything. You don't know chord progressions. You don't know any of that. Your brain I'm didn't a...
1: spit out the mom spaghetti verse?
3: <laughs> I was waiting for mom spaghetti to come yeah. out. Come out. Come to me. So I like saw... two minutes
2: in, you're like,
1: I don't have it. And I'm yeah, done.
3: Exactly. I'm looking for the notebook, just like in 8 Mile, writing my shit down on the bus, and nothing is coming out. Not one thing. And instead, I'm like, well... I guess I'll try blogging about the Oilers.
1: See, I was just thinking like you haven't fallen that far from the tree. We're sitting here with GarageBand going in front of microphones (laughs) and headphones, but rather than being cool rappers that we're bound to get hundreds of chicks, I don't really And I'm not going
2: to do that thing where I say, hey, why don't you just give it a try right now? Like, you know when a rapper goes on an interview show and you can immediately tell when the person goes, well, why don't you give us a freestyle? And the rapper just goes, I do not want to do this. This could like, because it could go really bad for them, right? Or it could go awesome. It could go
1: awesome. Do you ever watch Tim Westwood freestyles? No. Do you ever watch that big
3: No, the last one I watched was actually one you sent me with Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi, yeah. He shreds those beats, and I was just like, my mind doesn't work that
1: fast. That could be one of the best. So there's this guy, Tim Westwood, on BBC One, and he's like the OG British rap show guy. Mm-hmm. So he'll go out to all the big rap festivals, and he'll be there backstage interviewing people, and he has a weekly radio show. He's kind of like the Seacrest of rap of Britain. Right. But when every rapper goes to London, they go on Tim Westwood. And they have the opportunity to freestyle. And it has like destroyed some guys and it has done amazing for some guys and like the guys that you would expect to be unbelievable. Have gone on there and just killed, and like random guys have gone on there and done amazing, and then guys have gone on there that are supposed to be good and just destroyed themselves and they were horrible. But Tim Westwood freestyles, if you like that kind of stuff, like it is just. How much of it do you think is actual, like right off the top of your head? Well, I mean, they know they're going to go on there, but you're still not being able to read anything. You're still right. not being able to. Like Sway in the Morning and those guys do freestyles too, and like those are sometimes a little bit crappier. Whereas like Eminem did a freestyle. You ever see the one on two? Oh, you didn't see, but like it's probably like five minutes long. Really? And him and a guy hand off, and Snoop Dogg does one that's unbelievable. And it's just like he's the highest man on earth as usual, but he like drops this like five minute verse with his shades on and stuff like that. Like it's pretty cool. And Kid Cudi has probably the best freestyle. Yeah, it was
3: so good. Wanye said to two me, he's just like, watch this, because I the first just, half
1: sucks, the second half. Sucks.
3: First half, I was like, okay, what are we getting at? And he's like, no, no, follow it all the way through, because he had just released that album with Kanye, mm-hmm. uh, Kidsy Ghost. Kidsy Ghost. No, really no, that's good. way older. Yeah, that was way older, but that's how we got onto the conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I was yeah, talking sorry, about sorry, Kid yeah. Cudi. I'm like, Kid Cudi's making a comeback. He's yeah. like, Yeah, we'll watch this, and then it blew my mind. My mind, my brain doesn't work that fast. I couldn't spit out lyrics in time that quickly. I don't know how they do it. It's amazing to me. Yeah,
1: it's practiced, right? It's like how can like uh, golfers bounce balls on the club face and yeah. do all that crazy shit? It's because they've just had so much time around golf clubs with nothing to do that they're hot shit. If you're sitting in a room all day long rapping, you're going to be able to like write verses faster than the other. It's like you blogging, really.
3: Do you think time, like the time that we're living in is preventing genius because we have so many ways to distract ourselves?
1: No, I think it's encouraging genius.
3: Because the reason I was thinking about it, I was thinking about, we were talking about it upstairs. This was yesterday, Dan, I think. We are talking about guys like Mozart back in the day where they didn't have shit to do. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and play this piano all day. Van Gogh, you know what? I'm going to cut my own ear off. I'm going to get a high. I'm going to cut my ear off and I'm going to paint all day and it's going to be great. Now, my knee, like a, someone like my niece, she's about 15, I think. Sorry, Jamie. Uh, she'll just sit there and like stare at what her friends are eating on Instagram for
2: hours. Sure. But with that, don't you think that maybe Mozart would have been like a genius at maybe other things too? He just didn't? know what they possibly were, didn't a... have them, didn't see somebody else doing it. And...
3: Possibly, and that's what I'm no. wondering. Like, do you think now we have so many distractions where you could waste hours of your day doing literally nothing, staring at Daddy Longneck like I was last night, or you could be working on a skill?
1: I think genius finds a way to shut out the noise, right? And so, like, I follow this guy on Instagram, I am drum god. Mm. He's 15, and he's a music producer. And he's already working with, like, legitimate rappers. And I started following this guy because he was like, on some, I think like on a Birdman photo, he's like, follow me, guys. I'm a new producer. <laughs> and I'm like, okie-dokie. You got it. I am drum god. And this guy's blowing up. And he's 15 now, and he's got the stacks of money as a phone up to his ear and shit like that. I think we're living in an era where a genius like – Steve Jobs said that he thought computers would be a bicycle for the mind in the sense that you can go faster. So if you have the ability to write rather than having to go and get a plume and <laughs> write out a big old <laughs> book the old-fashioned way, right? you can slap down. Think about how many written how many words you've written in your life or typed out versus your parents when all they had to type on was a typewriter. It's true. I think a lot
2: of kids too when they see just the possibilities of what they could do with something that's out there. Like it's amazing how many kids can dance these days. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, I don't I didn't know anybody that could dance. Yeah, there was I. my sister and her friends yeah. and then, you know, they all they ballet. went to like actual dance classes, yeah. but like there's if you watch some of those dance shows, I catch glimpses of every once in a while when I get like a link sent, and there's like eight year old kids who are legitimately amazing dancers, and you just go that maybe they didn't know that that was even a thing, and they saw it on Instagram one day, and so they really liked it, and so they just started doing it, and found out that they were really good at it,
1: like naturally. I don't think it's bad that your niece watches videos of her friends eating food. No, I don't think it is either. But people, some people do, right? Some people are like, oh, well, I never. That's just. Hmm. <laughs> they click their tongues and they make funny noises, right? <laughs> what the fuck do you want a three year old to watch? A three year old has very limited interests. They include trucks and things getting squashed and food. And so it's actually I think really interesting that a three year old can go onto a phone. My little nephew did this the other day. We we're watching yeah, yeah. he's eating, watching kids eat or some shit, right? And my sister Oh, gee, whiz, that's awful. I'm like, this is actually very interesting. He's using like a global technology to access content that's interesting to him. As his tastes evolve and get a bit more refined away from kids eating pie and he's interested in whatever, you can now learn everything. Do you remember when you are little and you're – I can remember being little and being like, mm, I'm very interested in topic X, Y, and Z and going to the library and looking through the Dewey Decimal System and mm. there'd be like one book on hamsters. I had a hamster era. I was very interested in hamsters. I was like six. I also did.
3: I always wanted a hamster. I yeah. wasn't allowed to have one. Anyway, go on.
1: Well, now if you're a kid who's interested in hamsters, you can go online and read about them until your eyes bleed, and you may end up becoming a veterinarian. Whereas I have my fleeting moment of interest in hamsters, and I was like, I believe that hamsters are animals, <laughs> and that's like all I knew. <laughs> and I go to the, you know, the, the PJ's pet store. I know, look I, at hamsters. I, I got one, and then I was thinking about I actually wanted them to breed and sell. I think you I had was, always hustling, man. Oh, it's good
2: for you. A male and a female, and you wanted to breed. No, them no, I male?
1: only had a, a female. Right, but I was—I can't remember where. I don't even know how you get these ideas in your kid without a computer. But like someone said, like you can like breed hamsters and buy them. Wow! Because they, oh, I know what it was. They were selling hamsters in the newspaper. And I phoned them up and I was like, oh, I can get a hamster. Hey, like it's me with like the classifieds. I'm like in grade one. And they're like, yeah, you can come buy them. I'm like, where do you get all the hamsters from? They're like, our hamsters had babies. And I'm like, and you're selling them. And they're like, yeah. I'm, like, okay. I was like, shit. I should make hamsters have babies. Like I had no concept of how this Always like, the entrepreneur, work, eh? But I was going to like sell all these little bloody hamsters off. As
3: a six-year-old, that would be the farthest thing from my mind. I would be like, ooh, hamster. Oh, no, he's dead. Why doesn't he swim? Like, that's how my mind worked when oh, I was six. I, was I like, wouldn't think about entrepreneurship. Oh, shit. then I went
1: to the library to see, like, more information. I was like, oh, there's nothing doing. I <laughs> don't know anything beyond hamsters or animals. Chalmers, did.
3: did you ever have, like, something when you were a kid that you were like, this is going to be what I do?
2: Um, well, I thought that being a hockey player was something I was going to do. Yeah, I, I mean, my me life too. was revolved around hockey when I was a kid. Yeah. I you was, were good, too. Well, yeah, I was small. I was good. Yeah, but was there's good. guys in the
1: NHL who are small and crazy. So, and cush. Here's the thing, yeah. but I
2: was like big up until like I was 12, and then when I was 13, I straight up like I went and tried out for like the Canadian Athletic Club. I just wanted the jacket. Oh yes. Yeah, and so sick. I played. Imagine yeah. the social
1: cachet that came oh, with man,
2: that. It was wicked. So I, and I and I actually made it. <laughs> oh, Bantam, get the jacket. Phantom AA underage. I had a jacket. Do you I was still like, have Bong. it? Um, no, I don't. I might. I don't know. I saw a, a couple of the tracksuits. They were awful, tracksuits. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to
3: wear in some of my summer hockey tracksuits. I have one that I've played uh, Pee Wee and Bantam AAA summer hockey. I'm going to wear those tracksuits in because they still fix. I haven't really grown since then. One I the swear things, to God,
1: mine still fit too. One of the things that made me neurotic as a kid was I was never good enough to be on a team that got a tracksuit. And I would see all the kids at school wearing their different sport tracksuits. I was like, motherfuck.
3: Really, all I wanted to do was play on the good team so I could get the jacket and give it to a chick. That was like my all-time give goal. Give it to a chick? Yeah, what? yeah. My girlfriend in high Any school. play.
2: No, seriously. That's, I mean.
3: What? That's what the cool kid does in all the shows. My girlfriend in, what would be like grade 10 or something like that, she had my hockey jacket and I thought that was like the ballinest move that I could Did you ever pull. get it pull. back when you broke up? Oh, hell yeah. Now my mom has it. She oh, wears you're it. dating your mom. Yeah, dating my mom. <laughs> She's like, you know, I've always wanted that jacket. You went and gave it to a girl. Now you won't even give it to me. I'm like, mom, this is my fucking jacket. from like, 16, please have it.
1: I raised an honorable bag of milk.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that was like the ballinest move that I could think of in high school time. That's how my brain worked. Just me play hockey. Me meet girl. She wear jacket. Good. And then that was it. That was like as far as it went.
2: Well, that was pretty much mine. I mean, it was just hockey, then golf. Those are the two things I did the most of. I was terrible on bikes. I was never good on water sports, and that was pretty much all we did. I mean, I tried to draw. I was terrible at that. I knew my limitations. I never really like. <laughs> what did like? I wasn't really a dreamer. Do,
1: like if, if if you said, oh, "What am I going to be doing as an adult?" I'd be like, "Hockey player." That's what you would have said. That's what I would have said.
2: Yeah. I would have said something to do with sports. <clears throat> and then when I realized maybe sports wasn't a big a good thing. How for, old
3: were you when that happened?
2: When I realized it? Yeah, yeah. Like when oh, the dream I had, a ended. Trans- I had a transition. So when I made that team, Bantam Double A, underage, at thirteen years old. I was the fourth liner and I sat on the bench and I, I killed penalties and Amazing. it really, yeah, I was, I should have been playing like Pee Wee tier one and getting a lot of ice time. Yeah. I didn't get any ice time, like hardly any. So the only time I was really working on my game was in practice and I didn't progress. I basically just like plateaued. I didn't get any better that year. And the next year they, they, they created a new league called Bantam A cause there were so many 14 year olds coming in. And so they couldn't have all these bantam double A teams, and of course they wanted to make more money, so they started bantam A. Well, I made a bantam A team. I got cut from bantam double oh, the next no! year. Oh my god, yeah, it was. You didn't have a year so, to progress. It's like what they're doing to Pouliarvi. See, mm, see? is right. So I was. I'm like one of the only people that's ever played five years at like a at a you know a house league team because I made the double A, then A, and then double again. Nice. And I was just like, yeah, this is done. <laughs> so when I made the A team. That was, that was pretty much when I realized, yeah, this is not... Son of a bitch. This is not a big... I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs>
1: Let's yeah. take a break. We'll come back. I'll tell you about how I'm not there, too. I've never been there. I went there once, but I kept driving because I didn't realize I was there. Real life podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Japa Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You yeah, can't fix stupid, but here at Japa Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Japa Machinery Group is a family-operated Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Japa Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back, real-life podcast. We're getting some guff from Nation Dan over in the corner. <clears throat>
3: Apparently we forgot everything Yukon told us.
1: We, this is the I'm-on-vacation show. And the structure has been poor to not applicable, according to <laughs> Yelp over there in the corner, who has to el- <laughs> edit this all together into some sort of coherent storyline, which is... That's huh? what happens when you have a week off. Difficult. It's all right. I'm right in the middle of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my phone just started blowing up. <laughs> what on earth? Call, marketing review. Oh, God damn. No, I'm not doing any of that. See, today was supposed to be yesterday. Normally, this is a Monday that we do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so this is blowing through my whole thing.
3: You were not in the country yesterday. It's fine. It's
1: fine. Sometimes I'll be trying to do, like, I'll probably have two to three meetings a day, if not four to five phone calls. And I'll have scheduled them in advance. And I'll just look at my phone and be like, oh, shit. Like, in two minutes, I have to talk about something. How many of those are you not ready for, do you think? 25%. Really, I'm trying to move more to structure where it's like I will talk to you every second Tuesday forever Mm -hmm. rather than ping me with anything that you have for a question. I'm trying to kind of move it more to that, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I had to have this ready for that. They'd sent me a list of questions before I can do that, this, that, and the other, and it starts in three minutes. Or I'll be
2: when when you're that's okay. When you're there, do you just admit to you know what I got busy, or do you kind of try to? Not let them know.
3: Guess, I want to guess, because I've been to meetings with Wanya, and he is one of the best people I've ever seen like, at just best. going. Yeah. No matter what they're talking about, you can just go. Yeah. And I'm always amazed by oh, it. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, it's because I always forget. <laughs> well, generally speaking, like, most of my meetings now is like people telling you what they've done. So someone will be like, okay, I was working on this thing that we've been working on, and I, this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did that. And so generally speaking, I'll try and take notes so I can go back in my notes to our last conversation. So I don't generally walk into a meeting now not knowing what anybody's talking about. Right. I tried now never to leave a meeting with any deliverables. Right. So like if I'm sitting in a call and there's like four or five people around, someone's like, this needs to get done. Before, I'd be like, I'll do that. Whereas like now I don't really have time to do any of that's anymore. So I try and make sure somebody's in charge of making sure everything's done. And my job is to more come to the next meeting and be like, "Do we get it all done? And if we need more people, let's get more people. That's kind of how I'm trying to do it. But lots of times, like right now, I, have a, I had a meeting that started 11 minutes ago with like, there's probably five people on a conference call right now. And I will just have not come. But then I remembered I'm on vacation. Mm. So it's okay. Mm-hmm.
3: What else is going on on the vacation?
1: Oh. You watching any Shark Week? Moving around? No, 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 no. You don't care for Shark Week? No, I don't. I, I think you actually to, uh, hate it, don't you? Shark? No, I've never seen one. You've
2: never watched one episode about a shark or like nope. it's a whole week-long thing? No. I, I, I think I'm it's overrated
3: personally. Familiar. I've yeah. got stuff PVR'd from probably like three years ago on Shark Week that I know I'm never going to watch.
2: Well, this year they're trying to get a lot of celebrities in. Mm. So that's Half to. That, I mean, that's how they're going to get you. Like if they got Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers, Lindsay Vaughn.
3: I can't wait to hear the Gronk teach me about a oh. hammerhead. He has one come like
2: five inches from his face and he's told not if they come up to you do not swat at it don't do anything and he listened well like he actually just stayed calm but i couldn't even imagine
1: so what do they do they just take a celebrity throw in a shark cage lower him in like chum and then we watch it (laughs) well no
3: so now that's entertaining (laughs) i that so
2: so, like uh rob gronkowski just got to swim with tiger sharks that was about so like swim though like is he like in a cage no well they lower him in a cage and then he just gets out and he's with, yeah, Aaron Rodgers does the same thing. So he's, he, they
1: could be bitten and eaten?
2: Well, yes and no. Bitten, they have, certainly. like, you know what they used to wear in, like, 13th
1: century England? Oh, chainmail. <laughs> chainmail. They Hell do? Yeah. They wear chainmail? Well, Aaron Rodgers did. So, like, he's swimming underwater with chainmail. We well, had it down. on his upper body, I think. Fuck, yeah. that he's strong. He had to be able to do that.
2: Well, I think they make it pretty light these days, but you can't. Oh. Chainmail technologies come a long way. It's come a long <laughs> you know way. You know what? I'm
1: from a long line of chainmail makers, and we've got innovation finally. Well, <laughs> that arm's and worth and a lot of money, so the research and development. I'm wondering, like, why yeah. would they be like, oh, okay, go, please go stand next to the shark, $100 million piece of meat? Because that's no the first idea. thing I
3: thought about when you said Aaron Rodgers. I'm not putting my hands or my money makers anywhere near those farting sharks. No, I can't even
2: believe the team let him do it. Remember when they used to have, like, clauses you couldn't go, like, water skiing or you couldn't go, like,
1: skiing in general? Yeah, remember then who recently, yeah. oh, it was uh, Loopal. Oh, yes, <laughs> Joffrey Loopal. <Lupo. laughs> Put a photo of himself skiing up. And he's like, I'm not that injured, am I? And the Leafs are like, we wish Joffrey Loopal the best. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah, no, but, like, Aaron Rodgers was down there to tag them, like, to physically shoot them with a tagging gun.
1: That doesn't
3: seem smart to me. No, not n- me neither. <laughs> this is just annoying to me, actually. <laughs> this guy's got a $100 million contract. And he's down there fucking tagging sharks. In the offseason. season. 98%. Yeah, nine, nine you know you should do, football. Aaron
1: Rodgers, for America's Got Talent? You should put your head in the crocodile's mouth. Yeah, yeah. And paint it with barbecue sauce. Hey,
3: here's a hippo. Why don't you go wrestle him? It'll be great TV. Yeah. Hippo Week, starring Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> tackling hippos. Congratulations. You yeah, don't no. have enough going on.
1: It's not smart. So, what else are you doing on vacation? Uh, well, I was down in San Jose, San Francisco. I went to some work stuff, went to the baseball game. It went for a glorious 12 innings because nothing better than a baseball game than a long baseball <laughs> game. Huh, fellas? Huh? It's only 11 hours long. I would rank baseball in my top five for all-time
3: nap things to have on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah like baseball and golf, like for sports, those two are right up there.
2: You know, one of the best times I've had in the last month was when we went to the Prospects game. Amazing. It was so much fun. Yeah. Like just the five of us, and we just sat there, and we were like, Field level, yeah, and we just had a bunch of drinks and just watched baseball. Watched a bunch Amazing. of kids it's who just wanted time. to play baseball.
1: It was so much fun. That was more fun, like not in terms of like who I'm with. I mean, obviously, wherever. right? The boys are at the baseball game. We're having beers. We're, we, we don't need baseball to have fun. No, the actual atmosphere, yes, like the quality of baseball, the blo- like the infield experience, the prospects is as good to me as going to a major league game. I mean, it was a tight game, yeah. so that helped. And the fact that like the dudes are warming
2: up in the batting circle, like right in front of us, yeah. And like the guys in the box next to us are yelling at him, and they're and he's acknowledging them, and he's like, "Man, I'm just trying to have some fun playing some baseball." And like these guys are yelling at me because they're drunk and they were interacting, and it was just innocent. It was it was an awesome atmosphere. Like, you got
3: to go to a game with Nation Dan. That's like his calling oh, card. He just stands there and yells at guys nonstop. Impressive. Are you a heckler? Two hours of so just good though. Yelling
1: at like, him, like such a good is it heckler? good heckling? Yeah. Oh, great. I it's like a good on heckler. And on and on. The original Twitter, right? Going to the game and screaming and yelling. Right? Bad hecklers are the worst. Like, you just want them to shut up. You just start to get embarrassed for them. And at no point, as I went the subway, I think was it was called the Bay Series, so it was the A's against the Giants. Oh, yeah. Right? And the game sold out. Mm-hmm. Right? Fans amazing, blah, blah, blah. But at no point was I like, man, that Buster Posey, he is hitting balls 40 <laughs> yards further than the prospects guy, yeah. and this is worth 10 times the amount of money. You know? I could watch a men's league softball
2: game. And if yeah. I had like three of my buddies with a cooler of beer yeah. and the game was like tight, if they were just at least like, it, if it was interesting.
1: This is the secret pro sports don't want you to know clickbait article on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. It's that really watching anything is fun if you're with your friends.
2: And
3: if it's competitive,
2: yeah. if it's just a little bit competitive.
1: I love those atmospheres.
3: And it's just a great ballpark. It is a great ballpark. There. It's yeah. a great. Way to spend, you know, a couple hours of your day.
1: And it's one of the few remaining reasonably priced things to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw whole groups of kids, like, in their ball gear. Like,
2: you can tell they came as a team. And they were just, yeah, running around the
1: They got to do it, like, if you come with your ball team, it's free. They got to, like, roll that promo out. Right? We love the prospects. We always go down there and yell at them and tell them what to do, and they never listen, and that's fine. But then we get a box. So, hey, whatever. Oh, yeah. You got to – remember the game Mandizi gave out 2,000 tickets to local charities? One game, and did everybody go? I bet you a third of the people came. What do you think average attendance for the prospects is? Well, they get this. We actually do their software for ticketing, mm-hmm. so I know. Exactly. Oh, so you know what this? Yeah, is. exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to tell. <laughs> okay, okay, then don't. But say. like the Canada game, they do most of their year sales, right? And they average really high because they have a lot of season ticket holders. How many people actually go to the games on a day-to-day basis? Probably like maybe 3,000. I mean, it was a good crowd that night. 3,500, yeah. But like on nights where it's raining and there's two people there,
2: it's still sold tickets. Yeah. but just not there. Well, so what I found out when I was listening to something else was that the Miami Marlins, when they were not doing well, and but they wanted to show ticket sales being high because they recently just sold their team for like an ungodly amount of money to, to like Jeter. the Jeter group. Yeah. And so what they would do was they would buy, they would buy their own tickets for a buck each and they'd buy like 20,000 of them just to show that it was, a, like, not a sellout, but, like, above average and, and so that it could bring up, like, the price of the team, basically. Oh, yeah.
1: I heard, that, like, the deal that Jeter has for that is really weird and, like, it's it's tied to, like, some sort of online sports betting company that's going to be released soon, and because he got involved with that group, they could also do this or something to do with something. Like, I heard... Well, there had to have been something because the TV money, like, the amount they paid for
2: it, was so not like going $2 to get billion dollars. Yeah, you know, was not going to get reimbursed. Yes, it was like yeah. two, yeah, something.
1: And he, he was getting his money back like within five years. I don't think he put years. any money in. I think he like arranged the financing and equity portions of the deal. Really? And I think he has to like earn his shares by the team doing well. Well, that's pretty smart of him to get involved in that then
2: because there had to have been something more to come. Like they, they obviously saw the future in sports betting because
1: that's going to be huge for everybody. Yes, sports betting is very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see because of like the big fight with Daily Fantasy Sports when that first came out in fantasy football, and then it became illegal in five states, and then they were working with lobbyists to try and overturn that, whether or not it's going to be big gambling existing companies participating online. Like Sheldon Adelson, this dude who owns the Sands, he's like one of the richest guys in the States, mm-hmm. he was fighting online betting because he owned a lot of Vegas casinos, and he wanted you to have to come to Vegas to bet on the sports book, right? It'll be interesting to see if it's companies like his that dominate or if it's startups. Because I think they're trying to like rig it in such a way that it's going to be hard to like compete. Right. But like Comcast may end up owning 50% of the world's largest sports betting company because they put the ads on all their sports properties and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So did you ever gamble on sports? Ever? No, but we've got... Like, like, uh, Daily Fantasy Cafe, yeah, is a site that we uh, have a partnership with and own a percentage of. And they build tools for stuff like that, so we're like pretty familiar with the space. See, I bet on football quite religiously, yeah. and like, it
2: when I don't have money on a game, yeah, I couldn't care two bits about it, yeah. But if I have a couple bucks on it, it's like I have to watch it, yeah, right. So, what it's going to do to sports if people can just throw like if, if 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 it was legal and easy to bet right now in Edmonton, right? If you were at the Oilers game and they had a kiosk where you could go no, bet no, on it, on your app, like when maybe Jay, yeah, went, yeah. Jay
1: went to the Swedish Elite Games, right?
2: No, I know, but there's some about like getting your ticket. Oh, in like the building, I you know see, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where and then it's like a casino, you go cash it out right there, as opposed to having like an online account where you got to have a credit card or something. And half the credit cards don't really want to do it anymore. Like they they the last time I was on one of those sites it was only bitcoin and Mm -hmm. i don't know what bitcoin is i don't do bitcoin Mm -hmm. so i basically in order to put money on there i had to go get a visa gift card Mm -hmm. and i had to like sign that thing up right and that was the only way i could get money on that site right so like if you went to the others game and you were just a you know somebody who doesn't hardly bet but you saw the kiosk and you just went and threw 10 bucks on it
1: you'd enjoy the game more Right. And the digital so, version of that, yeah. which means you don't even have to be in the arena. You can be listening to the Oilers on Oilers Radio. You can be watching it on TV in St. John's, Newfoundland. You can be streaming it illegally from Mexico on a shady Russian site that gave your laptop <laughs> malware for me. <laughs> but the app tells you to bet too. Yeah, That's the big gaming opportunity they see is like global audience of people. Like describing what you're talking about or like the joy of going to the game and going to the ticket thing and getting it imagine that online and yeah there's eight thousand people at the marlins game but there's two million watching it online and they're all betting there that's where they see the big big transformation coming like the nba i think wants four percent of all legal online sports betting to come to them as a royalty jesus
2: that's huge money and the problem that i see with it is, when i wasn't betting on football at the beginning i liked football just because it was fun to watch i liked it then i bet on it and that adrenaline was like It was fun, right? Like, it was fun. And then when I don't have it on, it's, it's like it reverts way back to not caring about it. You know what I mean? It's like so if like, you
1: like love bath salts and then you go to the club without <laughs> bath salts, and you're like, I guess, I guess I'm having a good time, but I wish I was on bath salts. Yeah. Now the club sucks. Yeah, I used I mean... to enjoy the club without <laughs> bath salts. Like this Deadmo's track's pretty good, but I wish there was bath salts. <laughs> Why did you choose bath salts yeah, there? I don't know. It just seemed of extreme. All it just seemed extreme. No, I know <laughs> exactly what you mean, though. No, right? exactly. Like, and that's the the psychological addiction. Yeah. If you can push that in, from like illegal bookie betting, right. to like legalized you know, mm. taxed revenues, the tax implications could be amazing. People will be betting on everything. Everything. All. Yeah. The old telephone tricks. Let's take another break. Real life podcast structure when we return. Best of the week. Worst of the week. Questions from Twitter we forgot to ask people to submit. We'll be back.
0: com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, Maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky From all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors. And they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals or played straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself. SumoJerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. SumoJerky.com to get started. We're back.
1: Real life podcast. We spent the break talking, and now we'll come educational, back that break. break talking. Yeah, that wasn't educational.
3: Educational. Break. You guys learned that I gamble
1: too much. Yeah. We learned Chalmers is Chalmers a and Dan edge, like me with my bath salts.
3: <laughs> yeah, Chalmers <laughs> and Dan are a lot about gambling. Oh, oh, you
1: gamble too? That's how I look when I find other bath salt users.
3: Oh, oh, you get it? Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: You know what I see? Gambling podcast. Whoa. There's a call for it. I can, if you boys want to 100%. do it. that would be so much fun. Would it? Oh, yeah.
2: Break down everything. I'd have broken down the World Cup. What? Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. You know,
1: Write this down. And I'm going to write down right See, here. I don't know
3: anything about gambling. Gambling. So like a gambling podcast like podcast. that where I could actually learn something so that, because here, here's how I've bet on sports. I've been in Vegas and they'll be like, you can bet on this, this, and this. And I'm like, yes. And they say, which one do you want? And I'm like, that one. Do you know what that means? Absolutely. I have no idea what the fuck I just bet on. And I was like, did I win? They're like, no, you lost. I was like, well, all right, well, I guess. So something like a gambling podcast where I could actually learn and not be a moron.
1: If you boys actually want to do a gambling podcast, let's talk about this. We can even talk about it on another podcast on this podcast. But like there is for sure for sure enough of a platform with NHL numbers and daily face off to do a gambling podcast. There's it's literally thirty five million visitors a year going to those sites. If we have a good podcast we can park on there, which ostensibly that's what this was supposed to be, until we started spending our time. We could talking talk about, about
2: the things we like for the week. That'd be fun.
1: Could you have the Chalmers lock of the week and then oh. there's like a sound like Clunk! <laughs> like that's Chalmers locking it up. Another one, like DJ Khaled. I absolutely oh, could I mean, this yeah, week. You need DJ to Callen. take Boise State University over Ohio. Woo! Another so, one. Let's just
2: test it out while you guys are talking. Another. I am going to go onto my gambling site. I am going to maybe you. what what like there's stuff to bet on right now. Unfortunately, the golf just passed. That would have been fun because I, I know like golfing is one of the things that you can make a lot of money on. If Another you, one. Yeah, if you know what you are doing, and it's uh, it's fun. But it's also stressful. And you I don't have nearly
1: lot. enough context. I'd be like, golfing, hey? Sam Snead playing this weekend? Nope, he died like 40 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm, I bet you Fuzzy Zeller's famous and probably hyped to win. I feel like
2: I would get a... I'm, we're going to do my baseball lock of the week right now. Just one game, and it's going to be tonight's game. <laughs> no, maybe A little better of be. the Bay Series. Is that on right still? I Is think it's still,
1: still going. Oh, perfect. No, it would be going. Well, maybe it is. There's a lot of games in the baseball season, bag Milk. They play a lot of games in baseball. They're like, oh no, we just had a 35 game losing streak, but then we'll go on an 88 game losing streak, and then there's only 300 games left this season.
3: Like Cam upstairs was telling me that the Oil- the Oilers, the Orioles are going to be like in line with an all time worst season ever, where they could have like 35, 40 wins out of 162 or something like that. And I was just like, wow. I've lived through some soul crushing Oiler seasons, but that is good. That's that's an all time. Any
1: value. year where you win in your sport forty times, to me, still has some measure of
2: success. Like, well, we won forty <laughs> so, games. But that's the thing is, like, what we when we're betting, like, when I bet, I don't necessarily just want to know if the Dodgers are going to beat the like the Royals or whoever the hell they are playing or the Tampa Bay Devil race tonight. I want to do like the over under Manny Machado hits or like something to, like a prop bet, yeah. and those prop bets are fun. Interesting. Yeah, well, you, don't I mean, have to, it, you don't have to bet very much money on those. it's, to definitely, have a good time.
1: it's definitely something that we can make uh, a show out of. So keep that back in, in the back of your head. We're See, doing. Dan
3: just sent me a text here that you can already bet on the 2020 presidential election. So you can you can bet on anything really. Donald Trump's in it. Donald Trump's in it. Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Mike Pence, Joe Biden. Kirsten. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Oh. yeah. <laughs> so right, Joe
2: Biden would be right, now, Do they have an other? Do they have an other? Uh, no. Somebody not, not listed? Anyway. Oh, well, boy. that would
1: be, other would be the crushing winner. Like, odds are that the person that's going to win the 2020 is not on there. Is not on there. Yeah. Joe Budden. Joe Budden. Joey wait. Biden's going to be 76. <laughs> Bernie Sanders will be like 78. Yeah. Trump himself will be 76. Like, these are some elderly ass mother effers.
3: See, and I, if, man, I don't know. Like, why, why, if you're that age and you're living your life and you've got a good life, you're a public servant. You've done all of it. I, man, there's so much hassle.
1: Depends. You're either feeling like the call to public duty. That's one thing. Yeah. People are like, I got to help before I kick off.
3: Such a stressful end, you though.
1: You want power. And you're like, ah, that's my chance to be the <laughs> educational secretary of Wisconsin. And fuck the school board back for all those yeah. times. Finally.
3: I've been waiting all this time to fuck the school board in you one know, way or another. I,
1: like, I, I love people mm-hmm. who would, like. Jerry O'Flaherty for public school board, Ward C. Jerry gets it done. Like, God bless you, Jerry. I I hope he does get it done. I hope you go and whatever reforms you're trying to push through or push through, (laughs) I would go to those jobs and be like, who fucking cares? (laughs) I'm out of (laughs) here. If you're elected to any sort of office, you got to think like 75% of your time is spent just wasted on shit.
3: You would have to think so. I feel for
1: politicians, man. Like they're sitting in a cap bylaw meeting, and someone's explaining how they're so pissed the fire hydrant got moved on their street, and you're like, "Did I really join the state senate?" Are these the problems I'm like tackling? Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden, not Joe Budden. Not Joe Budden. Joe Biden. Carries a book in his back pocket for when he runs in. He did this when he was the governor of Delaware. When he would run into like voters, they'd be like, Joe, my curbs are broken in front of my house. He'd be like, just a moment, let me write it down. And he'd <laughs> write it down and then he would give it to his staff and then they would look into it and they would get a personalized response back.
3: See, I appreciate that. For
1: sure. But like, God bless him for doing that because I would be like, all right, Dolores, here's the problem. I don't care. I don't care about your curbs. I may not even care about you in this story. I don't really know. You're fictional.
3: I might do that for nation people. Just keep like a note of all the things that they're concerned about. Yeah. Anytime I meet
1: somebody. See, that's different. I'd care there. I suppose you'd care about your constituents. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or just like, take that. I would hope.
1: Oilers guy 62. Yeah. I don't care. See, when people bitch to me on social media, I do care. And I do, generally speaking, try to say like, oh, oh. for sure. It isn't. I don't lend a deaf ear in those instances. No. When people are like, everything on hockey fights is broken. I'm like. <laughs> We're trying our best. All the buttons are broken. Yeah, we're working on that. We'll get there. But I do take note. Of course. I'm like, God damn, there's a lot of shit broken. And I notes. don't go on
3: Twitter for a few days and hope it all blows over. Exactly. Just ignore Twitter, and then you ignore
1: all problems. You know, I'll tell you what was good this week on socials. Go it for was it. old Uncle Connor. Is this He's good like, and bad? Good and bad, buddy. I He's love a it. Smooth segue brought to you by smooth shit. We haven't done any liner notes coming back from any of our breaks. Dan's like, you know what, man? We're gonna probably have to like CGI most of this episode. <laughs> Well, don't worry about the sumo jerky one. I won't uh, charge myself. The best of the week this week was Connor getting a hole in one, and then Cam McDavid putting it on his Insta stories,
3: which I promptly stole and posted it on the nation. Oh, for
1: sure, you blew that shit up.
3: I loved that I beat the Oilers by like eight hours. Oh, yes, right. it was the best. When I saw there. it finally come out on their site, I was like,
1: "Didn't I? I where have I, you been? I, I
3: did that like yesterday, I think. I don't know where you guys have been, but this
1: was like a thing that kind of happened." Like if you're Cam McDavid, who I love by the way, he's a funny guy. He seems like just a good dude, right? Mm-hmm. And like I'm sure it was mind warping growing up with Connor being your nerdy little brother, right? Because you know he wasn't the cool little brother. He was Connor. The... You want to go do something? He's
3: like, no, I'm going to be downstairs shooting pucks. Cam, come downstairs so out. I can
1: take shots against you for the next forty five hours, right? Yeah. But Connor and him are boys. Like he got him in the CIBC ads. They hang out. Like Cam just seems like a straight beauty. So whatever. Was he wasn't like a real forceful dad, was he? The dad oh that's the brother. The dad, Mr. McDavid. Oh. What is Mr. McDavid's name? Jesus. Sir. Shit, I can't. Sir. Be- yeah. My God in heaven. Mr. McDavid. Pat. <laughs> no, what's the mom? Oh my god. Okay, well it doesn't We're matter. We're in the off season right now. I'm embarrassed I don't know Connor's parents' names. So, so his Linda? brother's Cam. Brian McDavid. Brian McDavid. Off season mode. <laughs> uh, I'm on vacation.
3: So it's Tiger.
1: So anywho, if you're Cam McDavid, the brother. Connor's got to be the most annoying motherfucker ever. Like, hey, uh, just as you enter into your league-leading contract where you're going to make more money than the whole family tree combined forever, you want to go play a quick round of golf with Dad? All right. Hole in one. God, I love you, Connor. You should start a support group like Brent Gretzky and, like, (laughs) Arnie, It's true. Arnie Messi or, you know,
3: whatever, like Ronaldo's shitty brother or something like that.
1: Yeah. What's Brad Pitt's brother? Chad Pitt? No, Doug Pitt. Doug Pitt. Doug Pitt. Doug Pitt. Doug Pitt Pitt gets ads on uh, Australian cell phone commercials. Yeah. (laughs) Doug Pitt, Brad Pitt's brother. Or like any one of the Baldwins other than Alec? Are you kidding? Steven just hit the mother load. His daughter's marrying Bieber. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm, He'll Mm -hmm. do all right. That's, anyway. why, that's
3: why he came out right away. He's like, "God bless this wedding. I'm so happy about <laughs> it. Good for you, Haley."
1: We're for Connor's fourth year is going to start next year, boys.
3: Yep, that's mm-hmm. why the Oilers need to respect him. Think about
1: that shit. Finite resource. He's a finite resource, and every single day, little Connor was getting ready and pissing off Cam. Was him getting ready to come here and produce? Like fourth year, man. That's crazy. You time. Bl- you blink in time. We're gonna blink again, and Connor's gonna be thirty. I
3: wonder. I wonder if Cam's gonna get like some kind of periphery job. You of know what course. I mean? Like, like E, an entourage. Was he has a business
1: manager. degree. I could see him and Connor going into business. That's what I'm saying.
3: Because like, he's smart
0: of his own merit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So I, I feel like Cam's going to get something in there as an opportunity through being Connor's brother. But not an, an entourage deal. He won't be Johnny Drama.
0: <laughs> no, no,
3: no, no, no. no. <laughs> He'll
1: be more like the the Wright brothers. He'll be the good Tito and then Victor. The other <laughs> <right>. <laughs> But do you think...
3: That obviously he must have been proud of his brother for getting a hole in one, otherwise he wouldn't have posted it on Instagram.
1: Oh, for sure, of course. I think at this point he's just like, You did it again, Michael. Do you think there's a part of him
2: that knew you're not gonna post it, so I have to do it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
3: For sure. In the look on the look on uh dad McDavid's face too. Brian? Brian McDavid?
1: Brian, his father, because I would never forget that. God damn it. That's your bad. You're bad of the weekend. Oh, well, just hold on. I'm not done with this yet. This, oh, we okay. week's I, got some more Because I've also got. I'm just really annoyed with I put with it, whole it up on my. I inside. get annoyed with holding I in took a screenshot, period. right? And mm. I said, this is Connor's dad. And he's watching his son get a hole in one. Name a time he's been prouder. <laughs> <laughs> and people in my comments. This is why I love social media, right? They're like, oh, 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 oh okay. What about the time we got back to back air browsers? And I'm like, that's hard. A hole in one is harder. <laughs> what? You stupid fucking <laughs> idiot. You don't know anything. It's way harder to get the NHL. Think about the odds of that. I'm like, nope.
3: I love throwing grenades and then just walking away. Like, we do the daily countdown this many days until the NHL season the starts. Best, the best trolling. And it's like number 94. Everybody thinks we're going to go with Ryan Smith. It's the obvious, chance, obvious choice. And then we go with some football player nobody knows and people freak out watching the people freak How did out you is forget my favorite thing whoa, whoa,
1: what do you mean getting a hole in one better than being the number one draft pick overall you stupid dumb idiot I'm like there's a first pick overall every <laughs> year I know guys who played golf for years and never got a hole in one
2: oh. very true so what's your favorite one so far that you put on that you got the most reaction to
3: for ninety-seven days left, we put some NASCAR, <laughs> some kind of car. It was like number ninety-seven. Car the Eminem car. Yeah, it was just hilarious. Like, whoa! You, I'm pretty sure Connor could have gone for ninety-seven days.
1: Oh, oh, what'd you forget about Connor McDavid? Oh, oh, you fucking
3: dumb idiot. We did like Warren Sapp or something for ninety-nine days. <laughs> Warren Sapp hasn't played in the NFL yeah. in hundred years yeah. now. So it's it's my favorite. It is. Then then we'll 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 reel it back.
1: The key though is to defend the point unironically. Like you have to go back and be like. <laughs> Pretty sure a hole in one's harder to do. And people are like, (laughs) Oh, you motherfucker and they'll load up and tell you off again.
3: I would not be surprised if in the coming weeks before even this off season is over, that we see Connor doing some like batting practice or something with the Jays and he just jacks one over over the left field wall or something. Would that that would not be surprising to me?
1: That's one of the things that's so impressive about Connor is he's not like he's you know, everybody's Gretzky and Co. and you hate that shit, but he does Bring to mind a young Gretzky because he's not a physical specimen. No, not at all. Like he's jacked. He's a lot more jacked than Gretzky was at that age. And Gretzky never really turned into much in terms of a specimen. But Connor not a big dog. But I wonder if he could go daddy yard. But he's quiet like him too, eh? Like he's got a lot of things that are just like him. He's quiet, just like does his advertisements with his big smile and. Not really. That's one thing I like I think about he's Connor. Not quiet? Though. No, no, he's quiet oh. as fuck. He never smiles. Like he. I respect the level of annoyance he has in dealing with everybody because he wants to get back to training to win hockey games. Like, every interview, it's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, what's going on? He looked bored, like, pained to get a hole in one. Like, well, I guess I have 16 more holes, and then I can go home and do my (laughs) plyometrics for the night to win a Stanley Cup. Like... People who are that singularly focused, like he's never happy, but then occasionally he does smile for real. And then all our hearts go a flutter. We run to Twitter because Connor just smiled for real because he just scored a goal during the game and hugged Pat Maroon.
3: Nothing makes me happier than seeing
1: Connor's goal face, like where uh, he's really fired up. Or about for it. somebody else, too. Or oh, happy yeah. Connor, too, though, when he comes back to the bench and he sits there and watches his highlight and gives us his little toothy grin. <sighs>
3: I've got a, uh, it's going to be going up probably this weekend. I found an, uh, a video somebody made. Just 10 minutes of highlights from Connor from last year. And I watched it three, four times already. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, best. Is that your best? Th- oh, shit. Remember how we're doing structure? Yes. Sorry, boys. Well, best. All right. My best of the week? Sorry about that, boys. I was just so excited about Connor. And his well, whole why and wouldn't one. you be? Well, yeah. I'd be excited it's about an it. Off season I couldn't remember Brian's name. If I, Brian, I'm sorry. If I come really up to 30 rattled, yards, yards
3: what am I doing? of even the green, I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> My best of the week goes out to the one, the only, the very svelte and handsome, jacked, Jason Greger, joining uh, Instagram.
1: He has joined Instagram. Finally, eleven to at Jason Greger eleven. I don't even know what sport that pertains to. I gotta go look at this. Yeah, I don't know. But he he joined his... Instagram like it's just he just got word Instagram existed. <laughs> I wonder what sparked it.
3: Follow on MySpace next.
1: <laughs> I think it's gonna be a fitness <laughs> account. I think you think gonna look, well, I think.
3: I, I I'm dying to know what he's going to put on. He's there. got so an far, angle. We've got
1: working out, Gregor. Yeah, oh, deadlift, Gregor. Pick. Yeah,
3: food pick, Gregor. He's also got a nice little uh, breakfast recipe in there.
1: I would be surprised if Gregor puts out a cookbook for charity. Hmm. Oh. I'm going to try that breakfast tomorrow. Or, That'd or be has good. some sort of workout partnership with some gym. Who has time to cut all those strawberries? He, maybe he has a chef now. <laughs> Whatever doing, Gregor's doing. He's making money. It's a lifestyle. There's a reason I? for this. The reason he has done this is money. I guarantee it. Yeah, he's, he's not doing it
3: because he's an attention whore like mm-hmm. I am.
1: No. You can no. get money for posting pictures of you working out and eating right? If you've got 25,000 followers and the diet you website don't that, that sends you all the food, sends it to you for sure.
3: StubHub gave me free playoff tickets last year just for
1: posting on my Instagram. Oh my God. Do you remember when you weren't allowed to go to the game because of the former <laughs> regime that ran the company and you yeah. weren't allowed to go to a free StubHub game?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was...
1: Motherfuck. Was, was that a...
3: Slightly annoyed. It worked out,
1: though, in the end. I was in Mexico when I heard about that, and I was like, oh, is that what we're doing now, boys? We're not allowing people to go to games because multinational corporations want to send us for free. They were like, we want to send you to a game just
3: because you've got 20,000 followers on Twitter and Instagram combined, so here's some tickets. Was that cool? (laughs) Me?
1: Like me? (laughs) And then we step in and go, no, we don't (laughs) want you going to everything for free. Why wouldn't we want you...
3: It worked out in the end. It took my dad. Like it was a it. great game. Oilers won. I caught Mark Latestu's signed
1: hat. You did go in the end.
3: Oh yeah, fuck. It. Good. Fuck. Oh like when that he... was the game where I sat right behind the bench, first did row you behind a the heart glass. Meter? Yeah, I wore a heart meter. I had to take some pictures of me showing my heart rate during the game. The best. Oilers stomped the Ducks. It was yes. like six. And then at the them. end
2: of the game, Latestu came out and threw hats, and you
3: caught one. Letestu was like the second or third star of the game or whatever, and he threw it because I threw my hat for the dry sidle hat trick. Had to. Had to. Favorite hat. Didn't care. Chuck it. Latestu came out right to me. And I also caught a smelling salt from the trainer. Good day. Big, oh yeah. Did you try to it? smell it? Fuck yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he like, I was double fisting as you can imagine. Caught it with your mouth? Pretty much. <laughs> so I've got two beers. I put them up on the ledge and he's like pointing at me. He's like, me, you, me, you. And I'm like, what? He's like, you want one of this? <gasps> so he holds up a smelling salt and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he cracks <laughs> it and he throws it over the glass
1: to me. It's like the adult version of catching the three star hat. Yeah. Do you no, want a it's stimulant? It's just a,
3: Special moment between me and the trainer, where I Caught Did he that know scene. you? No, no fucking clue. I've never seen this man before in my life, but I he's love. he's Just it. handing out smelling. You just salts. look like a guy who. Needed, I look like who a guy. A I've got two salt. beers, and then I got my empty cups underneath. So oh, he's, he's like, "Oh, this too. guy's had a couple of cocktails." Uh-huh. So I throw him a smelling salt. He says, and then I take a big rip off it. I'm like, "Wow, this is intense!" <laughs> Wowzers! It's like pure gasoline is what this thing smells like. I'm like, "Dad, you want to smell this? This is awesome!" He's like, "Get out of here, you psycho!" And I'm like, "Okay, well, I put it in my pocket. <laughs> I'll smell." Oh, this and later. then you're just stunk <laughs> your pocket up, and everything yeah, he... yeah. So I went home because I was going to show a buddy. I'm like this what a smelling salts like from the NHL, and then it lost its smell and it was all in my pocket.
2: Holy! I've never yeah. smelled. I don't know what a, I have no idea what they even smell like. Pure gasoline. It like a punch. Straight up, just gasoline it's just a smell.
3: Punch right to the senses. It'll just knock you off your feet. So when they take a big rip of it on the bench and they go, "Wow!" like that's a legit reaction. But I like
1: worry catch. what they're doing. Like I don't like it when Connor does the smelling salts because I'm worried what he's doing to his brain. Oh, it definitely doing something of your brain. Neither here nor there. But Connor, we've got a long term <laughs> interest in him staying cognizant of things.
3: It's definitely doing something to your brain. It's like a little tickle or something. So just bad. reaching on up there. Chalmers, what do you got for a best of the week? Uh,
2: so my best of the week is going to be... I just think the golf this weekend was amazing. Tiger almost made a comeback. He did. He was on the 11th leading. And I... Yeah, man. For like, real? Oh, yeah. He was uh, minus seven. And he was on 11. And he was leading. On Sunday. It, yeah. And he was awesome. wearing the red. Awesome. And he looked amazing. Awesome. And then he stepped onto 12. Uh-oh. And he just... Shit, the best. So that's in the Italian. He doubled, title one. yeah. He doubled twelve and then bogey thirteen. Was he think or was he just happy to be there? No, nah, I mean he. It was different. Tiger, like, remember when you used to watch Tiger and he'd be on eleven, and if he was leading in a major, it was like game over. fucking game over. Yeah. You don't even need to watch this anymore. It was different. It just yeah. felt different. You know, you were everybody was excited. It was one of those moments where even my wife was watching, and like, you know, people like the my my chats were all talking about it. Right? It like was real buzz about it again, and. And it felt good to be honest with you. I mean, but but the leaderboard was good, but like you needed
1: guys to not
2: play as well as they could. But this isn't like when it?
1: Nicholas was it Nicholas like late 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 in the game made the cut at the Masters. Palmer, no, wasn't. There, didn't Nicholas do something like I don't know. Was somebody recent like Nicholas late like in his fifty eighth year was in the hunt for a major. Oh, like in a masters? I can't maybe because that's yeah, where they masters. mostly play, right? Yes, that's so what like it was. Fred Couples has done this. That's right. It, this isn't like yeah. that, okay, exactly like yeah. Fred Couples. Yeah, Tiger isn't of that era. yet. No, no, he's no. just been so injured and fucked up and trauma and right. wor- life drama. And but yeah. is, does he feel back? Well, so or is it like Couples when he goes on a run? but No, he's... it does feel like it feels
2: like he just he's I don't know. I won't. I've always wanted him to be back. Yeah. Right. And there was always just sort of a hiccup. It's right remarkable now,
1: he's physically able to perform. Yeah. Fuck.
2: There's been a lot of like excitement to, for him to be back. And right now is the closest that I think we feel
1: for him to be back.
2: It just felt good again. It just felt like I was watching. But like the leaderboard was stacked, too. That's the other good thing.
1: I will sell you two boxes of Tiger Woods merchandise. There's some <laughs> really good shit in there. Like old stuff that Whoa. you bought when you were...
2: Teenager, so I got a like an yeah, card that, stuff.
1: that he autographed for real. Oh yeah, it was like very valuable and a little thing of Wheaties. And I hate Tiger Woods now. And when he got the Tiger Slam, there was commemorative sets of golf balls and tins. I've got those. Just keep in mind. Okay, just think about it. Does he golf every week now? Is he
3: like back in a routine or is he just kind of?
2: Yeah, I think he plays in most of them. Okay, I I don't know how many he's taken off, but I know his, he definitely plays in every major. His I mean, back
3: is fucked, right? Like that's the story on him. Well, I that's that's
2: a thing. I think he's like at a point right now where it's the best it's been in a while
3: mm. it's like Robocop in a way they're mm-hmm. putting them together one you know backbone at a
1: time the fact that he is able to compete in sport at a high level is impressive you want me to do my bad oh yeah for sure okay we'll just go back around sure okay
2: so my worst is <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hate this thing
1: he's amped up to get talking but a son. video
2: like a video surfaced of a Cubs fan getting a foul ball be careful. I know how this actually ends. I do too. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And he basically grabs it from the row in front of him, from in between a little kid's legs who didn't catch it. It hit, it, you know, and he gives it to his wife. And so it looks fucking bad, right? That the guy took a ball from a kid, gave it to his wife. They sat there and took pictures of it. We've seen that video from like two years ago at Dodger Stadium. The guys got killed for it. So this guy's getting killed on social media because this is the clip. Now the real story comes out. This guy has caught like three balls this game. He's given them to two different kids, okay? And this time, he wanted to give one to his wife. People in the section were like, this guy was awesome. He just kept getting balls. Apparently, there's like a vortex or something in Cubs Field where, or in Wrigley Field where like a ton of balls go or something. Anyways, this guy gave two kids balls and then decided this third one was going to be for his wife. Well, this is the video that goes viral and, like, still today, even though all this information's come out and the Cubs gave this kid, like, a signed ball because they bought in and didn't know that this was all happening, yet a bunch of people came out to this guy's defense. It just really sucks because that guy, like, he's doing, like, the right thing the whole time. And in that one moment where he gave it to his wife because if anybody knew the actual situation, it was okay, he's just, like, getting killed by people that don't even know him, like, still. And right? the most it annoying just,
3: part thing about those kind of stories, too, is those people are mad. It's the flavor de jour. I'm going to be outraged about this guy that didn't get a can of baseball. Like I don't really care. But it made like it's on it's on a lot of sports
2: radio shows in the United States. Like it's a big. It's just a, oh for sure. And it's just it's, it's just, a Bannerman. It's legend. just it's 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 really just a small glimpse into oh, yeah, like how Steve, things Steve can Bartman. be. Steve Bart- Bartman. Well, that's Dave Pe- <laughs> thank I you. God, there it. was an no, article that r- related him to Steve Bartman, and I was like, this is insanity.
3: Have you ever watched a 30 for 30 on Bartman? Oh, yeah. It's
1: Bannerman, but yes, go on.
3: <laughs> Where he had to like be s- snuck out of the city, essentially. Physically yeah. snuck out. He's never gone back. Unbelievable. This guy was the biggest fan, and he's
2: never I thought they put him on the back. wall of
1: fame or something. I thought they gave him like a medal or some shit.
2: Well, after the Cubs won?
1: Yeah. No, they gave him a like, ring, didn't they, or something? I think so, yeah. The owner did. Yeah, I think the owner gave him a
2: ring, but like, he still won't come back. Anyways, it's just sad. It's just sad that that's what happens. Like,
1: how many of those videos go out where a guy doesn't like this? It just doesn't tell the whole story. I don't know. As a guy who once incorrectly predicted Sam Gagne would be the captain of the Oilers, can I just say it's (laughs) really, really easy to get things wrong, and everyone should forget about it and never talk about it ever again. And that'd be really (laughs) nice.
2: Well, it's the good thing about this, like you said, Bag Milk, was that
1: it'll be gone in a couple days,
2: and there'll be somebody new. To trash on, so it just
3: sucks for that dude, though. You it know does suck
2: mean? for that dude. He's got to go to work, and people that don't know the real story are going to be like, you're He's a like an, asshole, an buddy. accountant
1: at a bottle water company, and people just walk by his office, like,
0: Boo! Yeah,
1: and he's, he's going to grab a coffee yeah. or something. And he's just like, Wait, there's the guy that didn't give a ball to a little kid. Aren't you that guy?
3: Punch. <laughs> hey, you're Bannerman, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <you're> Bannerman.
2: <laughs> Anyways, so that's my bad. I just it pissed me off a lot. Fair enough.
3: My worst of the week goes to my shitty jeans because Jason Greger. Posted an article about Evan Bouchard's contract and his bonuses that he gets if he hits certain things, and all I could think about is, damn, my shitty jeans and my lack of talent because I would love to score two hundred twelve thousand dollars U.S. anytime he hits one, two, three, four, any of these ten points. So if he gets ten goals next year, as an example, or his rookie season or whatever, two hundred twelve grand, two hundred twelve grand in his bank account, twenty-five assists in his bank account, forty points in his bank account. Every time he gets two hundred twelve thousand dollars, so my worst of the week is my shitty jeans. How many of those do you think are attainable for him? There are some that are easily attainable. Like I mean, NHL All Rookie Team. If mm. he is mm. as good as people kind of hope he is, that I hope he is, that I'm dreaming he is. I mean, the guy's got a beard already. We just started recording this podcast. He shaved before the podcast, and now he's got a beard. Very he's true. A Very manly, well said. manly kid. He can make the All Star. This sounds
1: surprisingly positive for a worst of the week point, bagged milk. Well, I
3: can't make any of this no, money, No, it's shitty jeans, though. It's my shitty jeans that <laughs> prevents <laughs> me Boosh from is
1: making is the shit. Look at
2: how this. amazing he's going to be. He's I actually be- looked under the table to look at your jeans. And I was just like, did they
3: rip for some? Wow. Well, oh, these are also shitty jeans. Jeans. Yeah, with a G, not a J. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two words. Mm-hmm. One word. Wanye. <laughs> worst of the week.
1: I don't know. I've been on a vacay, as we say, down in the south where I was. And the south was... Silicon Valley. I went, I spent one day basically on the streets of San Jose. Like I got up and went to a coffee shop at 8 a.m. and I was at coffee shops until 9 p.m. I was doing shit. And like, the level of wildness on the streets in the Bay Area. Like we should never take for granted what a wonderful place we live in Edmonton. I like it. I like that there's chaos but like, Every hour, hour and a half, I just saw like crazy. like guy walks into a Starbucks, cuts the whole line, puts his hand in the tip jar and tries to leave with it. And like a little Chinese guy runs out of nowhere and like clotheslines him.
3: I saw some of that. Did I, I, did I talk about that here? Where I saw a guy was at Savon on 109 in Jasper and uh, he may or may not have had a home, but he was just eating handfuls of salad from the salad bar. And the employees were all yelling at him, like, you, need, you, you can't eat salad. And he's like, watch me eat more fucking salad. And he's just powering it down. Why did he choose salad?
1: Free health salad conscious. bar. Hey, yeah. health conscious. You gotta be. You gotta watch you eat these days. Brain food, so, man. Yeah. Uh, Omega smart. fatty acids. You got it. You got it. Hmm. So hey, I saw that. Time. I saw, what else did I see? Uh, the interesting thing right now, there's these little tiny scooters everywhere. That there's been like a couple scooters. Oh, start-ups. yeah, like ones you just borrow. Yeah, and you drive around them and You get the end. And I was talking to a local down there and he said to me oh yeah they had them everywhere in san francisco then the city council outlawed them so they picked them all up and just dumped them here in san jose and there's scooters everywhere and people are ripping around on them and it was very exciting and then i saw another guy who a poor guy who was going through some sort of situation i don't know drugs or what but he had a cart and it got knocked over into the street and this guy like lost his shit on a con- like a level i'd never like very rarely have i seen a human being that angry right Doing something, working, blah, 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 blah. I'm not really paying attention. Look over 45 minutes later. He has not calmed down one degree. <laughs> wow. He is still, like, I felt horrible for this guy like, to be that mad for that long. And then this, like, other guy walks up, and he's, like, like a, a guy with, like, a home, I suppose, if we're speaking in general terms. And he's eating Pringles. And this guy he's talking to is so mad. And I don't know if this guy's, like, a mental health worker or knew how to deal, but he's just, like, Hey man, like how's it going? What's going on? I ah, knocked all my shit into the street. That's awful. Holy man. So how's your day going otherwise? You get enough to eat and drink? And like he calmed this guy down so much in like a minute. And then he, the guy's eating a can of Pringles, gave the guy Pringles, fist bumped him and then left and then this guy was perfectly calm
3: thereafter. Once you pop, you don't stop.
1: Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Incredible. The <laughs> level of street the wild power of Pringles, eh? Pooh! I'll tell you that was a Pringles ad. It actually was a Pringles ad. They're doing live-action ads <laughs> in San Francisco now, and that was four thousand dollars. Really, have a Man who had the cart, he went to Juilliard, and uh, he's in the Union. But yeah, so worst of the week I suppose was just. It's also kind of the best of the week, but that's all I really know because I've been out of town. Pringles, problem solvers. <laughs> all right, boys. I'll say that that podcast gets a three point two out of ten. If I'm reviewing it, I say, that Wanya sure is an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I'll be sure to leave some comments on Reddit affirming the fact that I think he sucks. Mm-hmm. And we'll
2: have a podcast studio update later because oh, yeah. we don't have one.
1: It's okay, man. It's summertime. Even Connor's only getting hole-in-ones. He's got no hockey highlights. Mm-hmm. We'll be all right. All right, guys. We'll see you later.